Welcome to By The Streams, a resource from Manchester House of Prayer. Our heart is that we would each have a real relationship with God, being like the trees in Psalm 1, planted by the streams of living water, that our roots would go down deep. In this episode, we're joined by William Porter, who leads Beacon House of Prayer in Stoke-on-Trent. He's a good friend of ours here at the House of Prayer in Manchester. William recently published a book, The Forerunner Cry, Preparing Our Lives for Jesus' Return. And so, in this episode, we have a conversation. What does the Bible have to say about Jesus' return, and why should that affect the way that we live our lives today? So, enjoy. William, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you because um, I remember having our team meeting um, just before a lot of the heavier restrictions came in, and, and we were with our team just talking about some of the um, measures that we were trying to put in place in the house of prayer when we thought we'd still be able to be open a little bit before everything kind of got locked down. And um, as we were talking, like I'd felt. I'd felt three things that the Lord had been speaking to me about. This is going to sound like a sermon, so I apologize. There was three P's <laughs> that, that the Lord had been speaking to me about. Um, uh, I felt like he was talking, he, he's been talking to the church for the last few years, particularly in the UK, to pray. He's been calling the church to, to prayer. Um, and I felt like as we were considering how we responded to the kind of the crisis that we find ourselves in with this pandemic, I felt um, that the Lord was calling us to prepare. Uh, and then um, the third part of it was um, that we were called to proclaim. Um, and, and so I had these three things that I was sharing with our team that, you know, we, we were already people of prayer, but we need to really figure this out. Like, what does it look like to be people that pray? We need to be prepared. And I think that that means spiritually probably more so than practically, although I do think we need to be practically prepared. Um, and um, the primary resource that I pointed people to was uh, was your book. I don't know if that's going to show up on the camera, the, the Forerunner Cry. Uh, in terms of, we need to be prepared for what the Lord's going to do. And we need to be those that aren't offended by the things that the Lord does. Um, so... And I got I, most of the team all on board. A few people, there was a little bit of, a, oh, I've, I've never really engaged with uh, the return of Jesus, end times eschatology, that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and it reminded me um, of a question that a pastor asked me 10 years ago, which was, well, how does, how does having an eschatology affect the way that you live your life right now? And... Um, so I suppose that's the question I want to throw towards you, and then and then we can we can go from there. But like, why why do you think having a, a reference or an understanding of what the Bible talks about when Jesus returns? Why do you think that's that matters uh, for us to kind of have that in our minds? Um. Well, there's a whole number of reasons we can share. Um, one is that the early church had it clearly in their minds, so. Uh, the whole mission uh, of the apostles uh, was with the expectation that as Jesus had ascended, that he would return, they felt, within a generation or two. And so that their mission and their life was one of anticipation. Um, 
and so it's just written through St. Paul, St. Peter, St. John. So there was a there was a uh, there was an urgency about how they lived their lives mm. that we've lost, um, and we've lost for most of the last uh, maybe eighteen hundred years. Um, but it seems in the Bible that Jesus would say that expectancy would would return the closer we got to his coming. So I think we're in a time when globally voices are saying, look at the signs of the times, folks. Um, so I think we're, we're coming closer to how the early church was living in a whole number of ways. Mm. So there's, there, there is that. Um, there's also, I think, the, the signs of the times, we, we notice them when they're troubling, we don't notice them when they're ama- amazing. Yeah. So uh, the church, the church is living in a place where we're aware of the troubles when they when they hit our doorstep, um, but we ignore them most of the time. Uh, but now we're in a global time of trouble and shaking, and most people are just navigating it through by by their wits and by the skin of their teeth. They, it's only Christians really that have a, a sense of spiritual perspective on this. So it's important, I think, because um, when, if we're going to get through this time we're living in, I don't think it's going to be life as normal. I think um, the Bible seems to say it's uh, it's the start of birth birth pains or birth pangs or uh, more shaking to come. And so therefore we've got to work out how to navigate this really well how to stand well so that's so understanding the end times is really important but also if you step a, a step back to look at what god's doing around the world there's there are some amazing things happening and um, when we realize that we think wow that looks like it's the church getting ready for jesus coming back too hmm. so i've talked in my book i've tried to make it as simple as possible because I, I i wrote it not for theologians i wrote it really for for people for for those young adults who I think God's got his hand upon right now and are, are going to be the ones going to be a real voice um, of hope in the world. And I, I say that if you, if you strip back to simplicity, there's there's the increase in the revealing of the glory of God on the earth on one hand. We should expect that. And there's also the increase of the shaping of all things that could be shaken. Mm. And it's not a clear uh, picture. It's a confusing picture. Uh, there are signs of both, and in Scripture, there are places where the glory of God is occurring in the midst of darkness. In Isaiah 60, to so arising and shining for the glory of the Lord is coming in the midst of darkness. Yeah, and in, in Haggai, it speaks about the shaking of all things, and in the middle of the shaking, God's going to come and fill His house with glory. So, those two. Uh, themes i feel are like a new paradigm of how we live in these days and it is it's inescapably at time thinking yeah so yeah yeah no that's good that's good and uh, i um one of the things that always comes to my mind when um when when i'm when i'm in those conversations is um if we don't know what the lord says that he's going to do then the potential for us to not see what the Lord is doing is 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 great in the sense that um, 
if we don't if we don't have a a, re a frame of reference for like for example like if you want to get into it a little bit you know when you when it talks about the the different judgments in the book of revelation mm. for example the the seals and the trumpets and the bowls and if you don't have a a frame of reference that the lord has said that these are the things that are going to happen and that actually mm. you know it's it's initiated by the lord then it's going to be easy to be really offended by these things and 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 and, and obviously that that pulls into um, Matthew 24, 2 Thessalonians 2, where it talks about that there'll be a great fall in a way and that it will be because we're offended and we're offended at, 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 we're offended at the things that we see around us and it doesn't fit with our view of who God is and so it causes us to lose faith. And, mm. and, and I'm really... Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm constantly provoked by that when I read it in that sense of I... I like for myself, I don't want to miss something that the Lord is doing. And I don't want to be offended by something the Lord is doing. And so like, I'm always um, kind of, I, f I feel the need for us to actually take the time and consider what the word says about that, the, the things that the Lord says with regards to the return of Jesus, because because if there's potential that we can miss something, then I think we mm. need to just guard against that. Um, mm. But I actually just want to jump on something that you said um, in terms of uh, about this being in that kind of birth pains, birth pangs um, mm. season. Is that um, is that how you feel that this COVID-19 kind of pandemic fits in the kind of the, the landscape of it? Yeah, I've just I've been reading Matthew twenty four again, Michael, a few times, and Jesus seems to be want to train the disciples, and particularly speaking right into the future to that last generation. He wants to train them to understand the difference between normal troubles and this the 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 start of the intensity that is talking about end time troubles. Um. So he says there will be earthquakes and famines because that, that, that's just the way things are. He says, but then the, you'll notice there'll be a start of birth pangs. Um, and I think something global like this, in the timing of this, in the context of all that is happening around the world of the, gospel, of the, the good things, of the gospel nearly, the Great Commission being fulfilled, Israel in the promised land, some, uh, the the the, the worst from the prayer movement rising up, um, the, the church exploding in, in different places like never before. There's some things that speak about the church being on tiptoe and ready, or getting ready. Um, so you put that on one hand, and you put this this shaking, and I've been speaking about this for the last couple of years, and I'm more aware of the shaking than I am of the glory. But it's it's but the shaking has been localized, mm. and I think when that in the timing of where we are right now in planet Earth, have a global disaster of a pandemic like this, and nobody really knows how it's going to play out and and yeah. what the implications of this are going to be and how the economic system is going to be changed by this, um, e even how how governance and world politics might be changed through this it, it it 
it's it's not a word from the Lord. I just feel in my gut that this kind of shaking is what we should expect. That's not the biggest thing. It's not this is not the end of the world, but it might be the the precursor that that starts the ball rolling or the, yeah. the, the or the countdown towards that increased global troubles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and it's. So what do you feel? Well, I, I I feel exactly the same. I've. Um... And I think that's 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 why that's why I felt like a real uh, urgency to speak to the team, and that's why you know I felt the urgency to kind of have this conversation with you, just to kind of um, just to stir the conversation into in people's minds, yeah. just to start people thinking about it. Because uh, not that people don't think about it, but just to ha- to help people as they think about it and give them resources of of how to begin to study it for yourself. Because, um, I, I mean, again, I think that's one of the other things that, that we're seeing shift a little bit in this season is um, there's there's a lot more content out there on the internet for people to engage with in terms of sermons and churches and, and all of that kind of stuff. But at the same time, at the end of the day, everyone is in their own house and they're responsible for their own walk with the Lord in a way like never before. Like the reality of it, we're we're confronted with the reality of the limitations of our walk with the Lord in this season, and yeah. and I just really feel like um, it's an opportunity for us to to just get real with the Lord and and yeah. really press into Him and begin to take all the things that you know we'll say, oh well, this preacher says this, so I know this, or you know this. This church preaches this message, so like I, I, that's what I believe. And actually, we've got this moment where we can really begin to find it and know it for ourselves. And and so we need mm. to do that with um, with topics like this. And um, and yeah, so that's why I appointed all our team to to go find a resource. Go, I mean, get get yeah, this yeah. book because uh, it starts the. It starts the thinking off again of, well, if this is if this is part of the birth pangs, if this is part of the the because you know birth pains are part of preparation in a, in a, for a woman yeah. giving birth. So if this is if this is preparation for something that's to come, which is the return of Jesus, then mm. then I want to respond well to it. I want to really hear what the Lord is saying in the midst of it and know how to be positioned um through it so that you know i that i get to be a part of everything that the lord is going to do because you know yeah it is the great and terrible day it's the it's the wheat and the tares together it's the most challenging moment in history but also the most glorious moment in history yeah absolutely Uh, and um and and to not to not have fear in it because I know what the Lord is saying is happening and why it's happening, and then that helps me as someone who you know you talk in your book about um, about being messengers, being forerunner messengers. Like yeah. we we know what the message is if we yeah. know what the message is. If that makes, you know Absolutely. what I mean, like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if we don't know what the message is, then what have we got to offer? What are we saying to the world in the midst of crisis? Yeah. So. Yeah, and and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Thinking as you're saying that, I mean, one just interesting. Just uh, 
we were both on this Zoom call last week, Michael, with um, the House of Prayer leaders, and uh, there's a strong um, collective sense that the Lord has got us in this cocoon place as as people of God, and He's trying to do something with us, remarkable, and. There's, there's long been talk about the Lord needing to reform his church. And this 2020s will be a decade of massive uh, reforming, reshaping um, of, of, of what God is doing in his people. We never thought that this would be the means by which that might happen. Yeah, that's true. We, you know, we're, we're thinking about new ways of being church in terms of, you know, church planting and, you know, getting amongst the community. And But we never thought it could be a, a reforming of, of our hearts and just the whole way of engaging with each other and spirituality and and something something deep going on really deep so we're hoping that we come out of this um in a different place with the lord um but yeah you i mean you you're saying about the forerunner messengers i mean that the, the message doesn't change the message is always the gospel of, of um coming to the lord but in, in the in the timing of this when people people's hearts are really um exposed then we're trusting that god is doing that so it will help them to be really receptive to the yeah. call to come to christ and most of the time the, the the gospel does spread in in challenging times it it it, it seems to grow like like the kingdom grows like yeast sometimes and like a mustard seed the slow increase of the kingdom of god in peaceful times but often in turbulent times that's when the, the kind of gospel goes out in revival power really yeah so uh, the, the, the potential of this lou engel and uh, as one that called this 40 day global fast and the timing of it, he didn't know it was going to be the same time that the lockdown came so while while lockdown has happened and the, and the health services are looking for cures and treating critically ill people, God's people are saying, Lord, use this, that we might be in a desert place with you, prepared to come out like Jesus did in the power of the Holy Spirit with the good news of the kingdom. Yeah. And it would, it would, it would be at a, a time when people's hearts are really open to hear that message. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's really good. So, um, So with all of that in mind, um, what do you think we can all be doing um, to be responding to all of that? Like what's mm. um, like practically speaking, like I think I think we need to, you know, it's, it's all it's all good and well as talking, you know, like quite intellectually about these things. And um, but practically speaking, what can what can we be doing to respond to? To both the message and what the Lord's doing, and um, yeah, just just yeah, how do we respond well to to be well prepared? What what would your thoughts be on that? Um, well, I, in what I wrote, I I talked about um, six responses for people that really feel like God's just speaking about these things in it. So one is expectancy. So to start to cultivate in our prayer times personally, um, in our worship times, a kind of a, a longing and a and a desire um, 
for the return of the Lord. Um, and not to not to force that, but to ask the Lord to give us that. Um, so the Lord knows that that, that it's, it's the times and seasons are in his hands. But the come Lord Jesus cry, there's something of expectancy mm. that 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 we're not looking for history just to keep repeating itself. But we, we are looking for the Lord to come in, break in, bring the fullness of his kingdom. And uh, and the, the world needs that. And so I think we just join in that cry. There's a sense of expectancy. That's one. I, I, I'll give three of them. Then we can respond. I'll give the other three. Okay. The, the, the second is about preparation. So I think there's a life preparation that we're, that we're undergoing. So I think there's a pre- preparation in terms of reading. It's as simple as reading the word and and asking God for discernment. There's a preparation uh, at the minute that we're, we might not have the answers to what BBC and the, the newspapers are churning out. But we do get perspective and we do get spiritual wisdom as we weigh those things with the word of God. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to some podcasts about uh, rebel wisdom, about people that are trying to think culturally about how you rescue uh, our broken Western civilization and what can come next. And this, this, there's some really good prophetic voices there, Michael. But um, I, um, I'll listen to it and I don't want to be swayed by it. I want to hear it. But I feel the Lord saying, yeah, listen to this stuff. But weigh it against my word. Mm. So prepare your prepare your life with that that you that you are deep enough in my word, so you understand me. Um, uh, you know, the Lord says that the Lord lives in a high and holy place, but also with him who is humble and trembles at his word. There's something of uh, of, of the resonating with the word of God of, that, that is preparing our life because it is just in us and. Biblical framework is in us, mm. so there's there's that, and then a, a, a third thing is about um, is a similar to this is knowledge of God, and interestingly, we just gone through Holy Week, but during Holy Week, the first Holy Week, there was hardly anybody that that shared what Jesus was going through, hardly anybody understood his the turmoil in his spirit and and what was ahead of him. The only person that seemed to was Mary, mm. and so she she poured the her jar of oil over his feet. There's something that she had entered into it, through her life of devotion to him. That that she, she she was one that entered into his heart, and and there's something of the Lord saying, "Who are those that will come close to me to share my heart?" And then I can share my heart with them. That's good. So there's something the knowledge of God in this. And um, I don't think it means you have to close it away in the monastery for 50 years. I don't think you've got that time. <laughs> but I think I think very quickly we can go deep in God. So he 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 counters as his friend. And I think part of the prayer movement is is people that are that are willing to become friends of the Lord. So just like you said, we don't become offended, but we really partner with him. So that, yeah. that there's there's three. So expectation, <clears throat> preparation of life, and knowledge knowledge of the Lord. So how would you anything on, on, on those things for you? Yeah, no, I think that's really good. I think um I was just I'm just reminded of, you know, Jesus talking about um 
the when he was talking to the Pharisees, he's like, you know, you search through Scripture thinking that you're going to find the secrets to eternal life, but all the Scripture speaks of me, and um, and I'm just stirred again at the at the incredible simplicity of of reading the Word, and yeah. and how profoundly. Um, impactful it is and how how we really do if we if we will read the word with a lens of i want to experience and i want to encounter jesus in these words then we mm. we really begin to know him um and and then we can turn the bible into prayer and begin to ask him about it and create dialogue from it so almost using the using the bible as our conversation starters with with yeah. him um and um and then i you know i'm reminded of um you know in james one where it says anyone that lacks for wisdom asks for wisdom and, and he'll give it as long as you've got faith in your heart and um and you know i think i think the best response that we can have to anything but particularly to a to something like this is to read the word of god with faith in our hearts and asking for wisdom understanding when we don't yeah. understand it because you know, it takes Holy Spirit for a lot of this stuff to make any sense to us. It takes humility. It takes, you know, I was, mm -hmm. I'm was i struck by what you were saying about, you know, listening to the wisdom of the world, but not just following it. Um, you know, I'm reminded of how, um, reminded of how the word talks about um, that, you know, God's wisdom sometimes looks like foolishness uh, to the yeah. world and how, you know, we're, we're to, yeah, we're just to go after knowing him. And, and, and so, you know, I think, I think that, um, yeah, I think that, 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 that is like the best, the best place and the best way to, to really engage in preparing our hearts and preparing our yeah. minds for stuff is actually, yeah. well, what is the Lord saying? What does he feel about this? Yeah. What is he thinking about this? And, yeah not feeling like we need to go to someone else and ask them, oh, great teacher, oh, great prophet, oh, great apostle, what's yeah, the answer? Yeah, yeah. But actually, we're each empowered. You know, one of the things that was interesting about talking with Kirk was he's saying, you know, like, well, the internet goes down, what are we going to do? Yeah. Because, you know, if everything is online right now and, and that's our only way we get information, at some point we're going to have to get real and, 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 make, and start preaching to ourselves from the word of God and, um and um and so you know while we still have the beauty of the internet we might as well get stuck into the word now and get used to it and familiar yeah. with it thanks for joining us for this episode we pray that you would encounter the lord through what's been shared to find out more about who we are head to mhop.org.uk or find us on facebook or instagram at mhopuk for information about By The Streams, head to mhop.org.uk forward slash by the streams. Bless you.